Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we are reading Luke 2, 8 through 14, and all month long, we are having young adults and their leaders on the podcast. And today, with me in the studio is a Watermark young adult, Angie Hernandez. Hello, Watermark family. It's your girl, Angie. Angie, I love the energy. I am so glad you're here. And she's cracking herself up Mm -hmm. with that intro, but that's what we need. Sometimes people are listening to this early in the morning. They need the energy. I'm glad. I'm glad. So, Angie, (laughs) tell us about you. You're a lot of fun. I know that already. Thanks. We just met this morning, officially, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I know you're a lot of fun, and I know God's done an incredible work Mm -hmm. in your life. So, who are you? What's your story? And what are you up to today? Yeah, my name is Angie Hernandez. I serve at the porch. And my story is that I grew up in a culturally Christian home where I just learned to come to God when I needed Him, if I was anxious about a test or was performing on something. And I didn't really understand the gospel until a lot of heartbreak and brokenness happened in my life. Mm. So, When I was in middle school, I started struggling with my health, and there were family issues, and that's when I started to wrestle and question about the character of God. And I decided to conclude that if God is a bad God, then He's not real, Mm -hmm. which is illogical because I was judging His character and not His existence. Mm -hmm. So I decided to turn away from God, and I did not understand the gospel until I was in college, and I was discipled faithfully by a woman who walked me through Romans. And Mm. it was then that I understood that God is a God of patience and kindness. He is a God of process. And that connects to Luke 8 through 12. In my story, I thought that God was aloof to my pain and suffering. I thought that he didn't care or didn't have a solution. But what we see is that what's happening in the passage is that the shepherds are standing and the people are waiting for their Savior. Mm -hmm. And what is happening is that they hear a voice that says, don't be afraid. Look, I have good news. Your Savior was born to you. And here's the thing. God sends a baby he could have sent 30-year-old Jesus. They're sure. waiting for a Messiah. Probably they're imagining that he's coming almighty, riding a horse. Yeah, this instead, military warrior. He's Yes. Instead, he's a baby. Sure. And it reminds me that God is a God of process. He sees what we cannot see. We often think that his solution looks a specific way, and we get fixated that we miss out on the process and what he has in store for us. We also see that he is who we're not. He has a solution. And when we're so hyper-focused on God, my solution has to look this way. We miss out on the fact that He's God and we're not. He has better plans for us, better than anything we can imagine. And He's also a God of peace. When He speaks, He provides that peace to the shepherds and says, don't be afraid. I have a solution. When I first understood the gospel, I understood that God did not need me like the only requirement for me to be saved was to not be enough and to understand mm-hmm. that I'm not enough. And I love that God's solution doesn't include anything in me. My I'm not a part of the equation. The only part of my equation is that I'm broken. Yeah. And that he is the savior. So that's why I love this verse because it reminds me of a God who's intentional. And again, I find a lot of sweet peace in the fact that he sent a baby. Do we ever imagine the fact that Jesus had to be soothed 
Like, they had to change his diapers. They had to <laughs> right? burn him. Yeah. So this is our Savior, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Angie, today's passage, it's, it's relatively short. Why don't you just read it for us? So Luke 8 through 12 says, In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Why don't you read 13 and 14 too? Suddenly, there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to the people he favors. I love it, Angie. So I know you had three takeaways, and I think you alluded to them earlier, maybe a little bit. But what were your three takeaways from this text? My three takeaways are that God is a God of peace. Mm-hmm. Immediately, the shepherds feel terrified. That's the emotion that we identify. Yeah. Then— When God speaks, he immediately meets that need or he attends to their terror and says, don't be afraid. And I've got you. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. He's a God of peace. He is also a God of process. Mm. He could have sent 30-year-old Jesus, but he sent a baby. Mm -hmm. And I also took away that God sees what we cannot see. The people were waiting for a high and mighty Savior and he is. It just didn't look the way that he, that they all anticipated sure. for the Savior to look. He was a baby. Yeah. yeah. So God sees what we cannot see. He is who we are not. And he is God and we're not. Mm. I love it, Angie. Thank you for being here with us today. It is Christmas, so we've kind of gone reverse order. But I've got a few Christmas questions Fun. for you if you're ready for them. I'm a ready. Fun note to end on. All right. Okay. Bring them on. Christmas music. Are you going before or after Thanksgiving? Oh, listen. In July, we oh, start you're listening kidding. to Christmas. Yeah. Why not? I know. I'm going to—a lot of wow. people are going to hate me. They yeah. are. I yeah. won't lie to you, but it's I all right. You, it's okay. You be confident in it's that. okay. I will be. Just in July. Just for like that one oh, week. Oh, just Christmas, Christmas in, July. in July. Christmas in July. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. And I then, thought you were saying— <laughs> oh, no, 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 I thought no, you no. were saying you listen to Christmas music from July to <laughs> no, December. No, that is not true. <laughs> just Christmas in July. Christmas okay. in July. And then I honestly don't listen to it until Thanksgiving, but I'm not big about like— you're not passionate. You can't listen to it before okay. Thanksgiving. All right. We love that. Yeah. I mean, pop out the Christmas tree before Thanksgiving dinner. Why not? You don't care. No. Love that. Okay. <laughs> Favorite uh, Christmas gift you've received as a kid, or to put it differently, what was the gift that you just remember like, mm. really wanting as a kid? That's a good question. This is kind of silly. I really wanted a red pair of high heels when I was when like, you were like eight. Eight. <laughs> And I got them. No way. Yeah. Did you wear them out? I did. All the no time. No way. I wore them to places I should have. Like, you don't need to wear. Like, to the playground. Yeah, you're the out playground. there in your, your high heels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fun. Such a little diva. Now yeah. you can catch me wearing sneakers all the time. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, last question. Mm-hmm. Favorite Christmas tradition? Favorite Christmas tradition. So we typically go somewhere for Christmas, whether it's like San Antonio or Florida, uh, Universal Studios. Cool. So... Just going somewhere with the family. Oh, 
my parents don't cook for Christmas, so we typically just eat frozen lasagna, which is kind of funny. And I would that consider is funny, that but that's iconic. a tradition. Yeah. Yes. And it's unique yeah. to your family. Exactly. I love yeah. a good frozen lasagna. Yeah. I won't lie. Exactly. So there's that. That's so fun. <laughs> well, Angie, hey, in an effort to make a big church feel small, mm-hmm. I just met you this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I've seen you, but I've never met you before. Somebody listens to this podcast. They want to meet you. Mm-hmm. Which service do you go to and where could they find you? Where do you typically sit? Yeah, I go to the 1115 service and I typically sit anywhere by the front, nice. first floor, because nice. we have the balcony and the, the yeah. front. So anywhere kind of near the front. front. I also go to the porch. So I serve with Welcome Mad and you can come sit at the solo section. It is on the right side. Yes, I'm typically hosting there. Amazing. Um, The right side of the auditorium. So if you're a young adult and you want to meet Angie. Yeah. You can find her. But hey, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.